You are now listening to The Widehorn Project. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Widehorn Project. This is one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I've got my other co-host here, Alec. You know the drill, Alec. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us for the next episode of The Widehorn Project. Love having you here. Dylan, love bringing you in to the podcast tonight. Thanks for introducing us. Really appreciate you being on the horn tonight. Yeah, man. Of course, you know it. O- always here to entertain. You know that. We love it. We got a little bit of a quote for people tonight. Should we just dive yeah, right into it? Yeah, let's get it. I should probably slow down when I talk a little bit because sometimes when I get so excited, I tell my clients this when I'm at work. I say, hey, <clears throat> since we're on the West Coast, I say, hey, I just want to let you know. And this is a great rapport builder, by the way. <laughs> I'm actually from the East Coast, especially if you're talking to somebody in that area. You can just tell me to shut right up, and I'll just totally understand because when I get excited, I talk quickly. It's nothing against you. So we'll work on that. But that actually ties directly into the quote that I'm bringing in tonight, which is by Pythagoras. Pythagoras, he lived a long time ago. Let's just put it that way, all right? He says, do not say a little in many words, but a great deal in few. And that one struck my eye when I was looking for our next quote to discuss. I kind of want to just turn the tables, um, give you the mic for a second, Dylan, see what your initial reaction is. I know we really haven't had a long time to really discuss this at all. We're kind of both coming into this one blind a little bit, but I'll read it one more time for the listeners. Pythagoras said, do not say a little in many words, but a great deal in few. What's your reaction to that? So my initial reaction when I hear that quote is something that I feel like has echoed in my brain for years and years, and it's actually my father's voice that echoes in my head, which is, you know, just get to the damn point already, right? Like, like stop mm-hmm. wasting your time saying a million different things, jumbling up, giving this whole long intro like I'm doing right now to the point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, you know, you don't need a lot of words or a lot of explanation to get across your point in a lot of ways. And there's something that I really love, an idea called keep it simple, stupid. I think we could all benefit mm-hmm. from treating our speech and our communication like that. I've heard that saying before. Where, where else have I heard that before? Was it in sports? Or Probably movie? everywhere. I feel like it's part of every sales training or just any work, like training work, like like program. <laughs> it, it's keep it simple. I mean, it, it applies to literally anything if you think about it. It actually applies to what we were talking about last week with keeping things simple. We don't need to complicate life. The same mm-hmm. goes for words. Yeah, we don't need to overcomplicate anything. The same thing goes for the words. Same thing goes for our actions. But there is something to be said about, I think, the context of the words. My initial reaction was not necessarily keeping it simple. Yes, keeping it simple as far as the volume, the number of words we're mm-hmm. saying, like taking out the words like. I know this is something that I practice personally, especially with having a podcast. Yeah. So I think one thing, I'll just kind of talk to the, the listeners for a second. I'm always trying to be mindful now that we're getting back into this of just trying to take out the filler words, take out things like like mm-hmm. or um or such as things such you know like that exactly how I do it right now. <laughs> it's a really it's a really tough thing to practice, but moreover, outside of the, the literal volume of words, I think is the context in and of itself. Because yes, you can say things in a simple manner, but I think what you're saying. Um, also plays a super big point. So when he says, do not say a little in many words, but a great deal in few, I think it has to do with just making each word we say count. And that just places so much more emphasis on each word, on each syllable, on each letter. Um, 
I think it's a really good quote to kind of bring us into the podcast and kind of just talk in, in this talking culture that we're in. Yeah. So it's a really good one in my opinion. No, I agree. I like it. It, it is interesting too considering the platform and what we're distributing in terms of a podcast, right? So we're talking about literally a piece of media where it's just audio, right? It's just two people having a mm-hmm. conversation. And the fact that we're yeah. trying to get across complex points with really simplistic delivery and linguistics, right? We're trying to to deliver and break down complicated ideas in a way that's palatable and doesn't leave people thinking like, what the fuck is this dude or these dudes saying, which (laughs) they probably still do regardless. But sometimes I feel like they're probably, yeah, absolutely. And, and listen, I think of it too. Sometimes the words are coming out of my mouth and I'm literally in my brain saying, why are you just draw like drawing or dragging on with this, you know, just, just fucking ended already, you know? And, um, I just think that especially given, you know, what we're trying to accomplish here, I think that this quote really does like fit in with, with the whole idea of, right. We're, we're trying to make an impact in 15, 20 minutes. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and that in order to get to something like that, you really need to pick and choose your words wisely and you need to present it in a way that, that really leaves an impact. And I think, and I think that, you know, and I, my last point on it, I guess would just be, this is a really powerful tool to utilize for everything, for your relationships with friends, family, you know, romantic, if you're working or you're in school, being able to produce a lot of value or get your point across with a, with a, the less, like less is more. It's, I mean, it can really change the game. People notice that when you're able to, to have an influence like that. So, Absolutely. And I know we've talked and I've kind of resonated or with the idea of, of work before, but especially in an environment where you're trying to speak to a client or you're trying to speak to a customer, mm-hmm. when you can break things down in a simplistic manner and just give them the answers almost. I mean, you're kind of serving it up on a platter. You're kind of taking away a lot of the stress. You're taking a lot, so all you're taking all that filler away in a way to get to the bottom line is whether or not does this customer A, want this or B, not yeah. want this. And I feel like also another thing that I thought about in reference to this quote, um, also ties into the idea I talked about before about going slow and speaking quickly. It's just about slowing down too and thinking before we say things because I think that I have this problem and I'm sure many other people out there listening do as well where, like you had just mentioned, sometimes the words are flowing right out of my mouth and I don't even know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. And you need to take a step back and actually appreciate what we're saying because what we're saying matters. And sometimes... What we're not saying matters even more too. So it's just, it's kind of great how these, these quotes that we talk about and how we bring to the table to the Whitehorn Project and the Horn Gang members out there, <laughs> how, how, how they, kind of, they, they kind of encompass so many bigger and greater ideas. And I think that's one of the greatest parts about why we do this, Dylan, is, is it really brings light to things that we don't necessarily think yeah. about every single day. And one, what's one thing that so many of us are blessed to be able to do is talk mm-hmm. and speak mm-hmm. and listen, those things we take for granted. So with that being said, I'm going to slow <laughs> down. I'm going to breathe a second because I'm getting out of breath here. But... Yeah. Well, there's an interesting juxtaposition too with these with with some of the ideas that we're presenting tonight, and I wanted to, I want to bring them up because I I think it's really cool to explore as well, mm-hmm. and I think there's a juxtaposition. So what you brought it up as well a, a couple of minutes ago, but this idea that we're blessed to be able to speak, you know, we're one of the few 
like we're one of the only really species that's able to like formulate something complex like language, have multiple languages, and to be able to communicate ideas verbally is something that's really like awesome. Mm-hmm. On top of that, though, there's something really interesting about the idea that, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there's an idea, or I guess a scientific kind of understanding that. A lot of communication is nonverbal. So it's body posture or position or it's tone. There's a lot of things that go into it. And I might be butchering the statistic. And I've also know, heard of this idea that 80% of statistics are made up anyways. So I'm going to continue. Yeah, so this could be a load of <laughs> yeah. bullshit. But somebody, I think there's a generally accepted range of like 10 to 15% of what's spoken is actually retained in terms of the content of what you're speaking. And then the rest is all just body language. So the way that you're saying it, how quickly, how slowly, that actually has more of an impact rather than the content of what you're saying. So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that oftentimes I'll have an argument or I'll have a discussion with somebody and they don't really remember accurately what I said or what we even discussed, but they, they always remember the way it was delivered. And that's generally what causes yeah. a lot of my problems <laughs> when I get into those yeah. types of situations. <laughs> it's like, it's not what you say, but how you say it. Um, so it's really my, you should be really mindful about things like that because people on the other end definitely are picking it up. Well, yeah. And the people on the receiving end too, yes, you can interpret what you're saying as is, but the way people listen to what you say is different from what you say. Yeah. So I think that's a, gr- a gr- another way of kind of thinking about it. Um, and to that point, the way one person listens to you is going to be different from another per- how another person listens to you. So kind of making sure that the words that you use, not that you should ever be fake or that you should ever um, change who you are, but maybe also to modifying and monitoring your audience and understanding whom you're speaking to, because it's important to also kind of have a better understanding. Like if you're speaking to a group of students, it's probably gonna be a little bit different than than the way that you speak to your fraternity Mm -hmm. brothers at your reunion, you know, like, and just in, in broad examples like that, your audience also is a big, indicator of how your message is going to be received. So thinking thinking about that in advance is something that uh, this quote also made me think of. But in other words, Dylan, aside from the quote, fill us in a little bit about what's going on. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. I want to know what's going on in the world of Dylan, because I know that our viewers and our listeners probably get a little bit of a glimpse on the social media account. Let me give a quick plug to the Instagram at the Whitehorn Project. But Dylan, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about what's going in, on in your life, and maybe somehow we'll come full circle to this quote and how not a lot of words need to be said, but only a great deal. In yeah, I mean, I'm living like any mid-20-year-old professional, I think. <laughs> I work in tech. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm on the commercial side uh, or the sales side, I guess you could consider it. And yeah, I mean, I'm just – I'm living during the pandemic or the end of the pandemic just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting time. I think when – it, it made me – and I really like your question because it makes me think back to last year when we first started this whole podcast, where we were at, what we were trying to accomplish, right? It was kind of us just going off on this little project to have fun, to keep ourselves sane, to see what happens, to kind of just connect with people during like a really unprecedented time. And looking back on where we've been and where we're going, it's it's making me excited, but there's it's weird. I also have a little bit of I don't want to say fear, but like anxiety about post-COVID life. Like once it's all gone and once we're back to normal, you know, I've become so used to being in my house and in my space for so much of every day. 
and like really taking advantage of being grateful for opportunities to explore and leave that. But it does make me and maybe this is just like human nature, mm-hmm. right? The just wanting to be with the comfortable and the routine. I get a little nervous. It's like, okay, well, once I don't have the excuse of being able to work from home because of an, a global pandemic, you know, am I going to be expected to be more social? Am I going to welcome the opportunity mm-hmm. to be a socialist frequent as I was before? I've been battling with that a little bit in my head. So I don't know if you have any of anything to add on that, but. No, I, I definitely, I definitely resonate with that. I think as a very social person, as a very extroverted person, there's been a lot of times where I find myself, um, basically kind of straying away from the crowd mm-hmm. in a little bit. Yeah. And and it has nothing to do with uh, who's vaccinated, who's not, who's wearing right. a mask, who's not. It has nothing to do with that, which obviously you should be mindful of. But beyond that point, I think it just you, – you, you're speaking to a point that I really do understand, which is it's kind of weird. It is. Shit is just not normal, and it's going to be really weird getting back into the, the, the mix of things. But I will say too, for example – you know, going out downtown here in San Diego, you and I had talked briefly about this. You know, you're outside, like, it's kind of like post-COVID life outside the bar, inside the bar. Co- like, I mean, sorry. Outside the bar is kind of like pre-COVID yes. or like during, I'm sorry, during COVID, like you're kind of like everybody's wearing a mask, like you're kind of socially distant. Once you hit inside, boom. It's like we're, we're back yeah. in it. We're living life. We're normal. I think when people start to get around one another again and this this is general just kind of human interaction people are going to want to welcome each other people are kind of going to i feel like w- you know warm up to you and 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 kind of bring you into their social circle so i think we're going to get back to that but there is this anxiety that i have as well and i don't really know how i'm going to navigate it but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out i'm actually looking forward to it because we had talked about as an office potentially going back and i think it's going to be a great time to to get back into it i think it's been a little long I think that a lot of people are starting to get too complacent. But to that point, do you think that this has opened up the door for doing like maybe a four-day work week, right? Yeah. Or even a three-day work week. Not, not even necessarily that, but only four or three days at the office mm-hmm. because that might make a lot more sense moving forward too. Sure. I, well, it's interesting because we're talking about saying uh, saying a lot with few words or having really impactful um, you know, value mm-hmm. bring brought across with not having to say a lot but i bring it full circle yeah but i think i think the (laughs) same kind of metaphor can be or idea can be applied to work i mean you know Mm -hmm. do we need to spend 40 hours a week actually working Mm -hmm. are we working to do value to bring value are we working to stay busy this is actually something Mm -hmm. i've been talking about quite a lot with my friends and people that are close to me more recently is I am actually feel more productive with less work hours. I hope nobody from work is listening to this, but I actually feel like I work less total hours, but the hours that I'm spending working because I don't have to worry about meeting this 40 hour, whatever, you know, benchmark is the word I was looking for. Mm I actually feel that I'm bringing more value with le- with less amounts of actual hours. So, and I think that that then backs into this whole notion of do we need to be nine to five Monday through Friday or can you can you stray? And I think the last year plus has really demonstrated that that is the future or it's at least a possibility for the future. So Yeah. Or even in more simple terms too, does a 30-minute meeting need to be a 30-minute in-person meeting? Can this be an email? Right. You know, Or can this be a five-minute Teams call? Yeah, Zoom call, right. So, exactly. I agree. Yeah, exactly. So, and, then, and especially keeping things brief in a few amount of words, that takes us up right to about 15 <laughs> minutes. And that's what we've been 
we've been getting some feedback that the the length of these episodes is what we what keeps us going. So I'm gonna stop us here. Um, I'll keep some juice running on the table for our next episode. So guys, we appreciate you listening in. If there's something that you want us to talk about, please don't hesitate to let us know. Dylan and I are friendly people. We 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 talk well, we look well, whatever it is you want to do and talk to us about, you know, we're here to listen. No, I'm just playing around. But at the end of the day, we do appreciate you guys listening on in. If you uh if you do want to check us out, I'll give our plug one more time to the Instagram handle. It's at the Widehorn Project. Dylan, you want to tell our listeners and viewers where they can find us on what kind of streaming platform? Yeah, absolutely. So we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as SoundCloud, which Fun little fact for everybody who's a Widehorn original, an OG, so to speak. We were originally only on SoundCloud. That's our like first, our, our proprietary platform for delivering our podcast. So um, definitely check us out on any one of those three platforms. Um, in the meantime, appreciate you guys as always. Alex, it's a pleasure. And we'll uh, talk to you guys soon.